0: you <laughs>
1: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And we're all here. Miss Ann is back this morning. I'm Mike Raley. Miss Ann, uh, it's nice to see you again. Have a nice time. Uh, I, uh, yes, and it's, but it's very nice to be out here again. Good, good. Has Glad it? to have you. Brother Rufus Edmonston, the uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State in North Carolina and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. And uh, the current. The current well, with all safe,
2: these talk, when you talk about Watergate Committee, I'm thinking of the Senate. Is, it, is there a Senate left? I don't know. The, well, uh, we, don't, we won't get into that. No.
1: And we, uh, of course, the uh, Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Uh, so we're good, glad to see you this morning, well, too, hello sir. Out there. Glad to see you ra- and your cigar. Ra- radio
2: Land. As he used to, Bob Barnes, the DJ in Boone, used to wake up and say, "Hello, friends in Radio Land." Oh, is that what he said? Well, <laughs> oh, yes.
1: oh, I'll tell you, that's original. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Indeed. And Mark Bumgardner is with us, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Army, and the Extension Agent for Horticulture in Orange County. Good morning. Oh, Good morning to you, my friend. I, I'm so glad that uh, you're back with us this morning. Always glad to have the, the Extension. Folks in, and uh, I I was starting to make a list last night, and I never finished of things I had seen blooming, and uh, it's a relatively short list. I I don't think uh, the daphne's have started blooming yet. I haven't seen any. um Mine are right
2: on the on the edge,
1: right on the cusp. Yeah, they yeah. take they kind of tease us. They take a long time. Yeah, they tease really. us. Then
2: take take three or four weeks.
1: Yeah, of teasing. Right. And let's see, the winter jasmine is starting to bloom a little bit, at least uh, out on the Beltline. I don't think mine has start, uh, started blooming yet. Uh, winter honeysuckle, I haven't. Mine hasn't I started blooming. I haven't seen any. Uh, winter sweet has uh, been blooming for uh, two or three weeks in my landscape. And let's see, what else is there? Well, what Chame- oh yeah the camellias. <laughs> they're, going oh, God, they're yeah. almost year-round now it seems <laughs> like uh then the japonicas started last year you know uh, late last year which is something I'm, i associate more with uh and with with the uh with january February, and so yep. forth but uh, i even had some roses that that tequila sunrise of mine i finally cut it back some because it uh it was so tall but it was still it was still blooming uh, oh, yeah. a week ago. Amazing. beautiful added. rose.
2: That is a pretty one. Let's nice, see. nice uh, thick stalks.
1: Yeah, Edgeworthy has been blooming for a little while. Uh, leaves, leaves finally got off of that. Uh, the winter sweet still. My winter sweet still has leaves on it, which is amazing. Mm. It's bright yellow leaves. And let's see what else. Oh, um, I had something on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. It, 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 you all, uh, have you all noticed anything blooming other than Camellia's mark? Or?
0: Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it. we're going to have some bulbs popping up uh, pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any bulbs. Uh, I have the, any. Linton rose has not started blooming yet, Rufus. I've, I've had some. Mine, yeah. Yeah, I've got yeah.
0: I've got the the bunch, the purple one. Uh,
1: oh, I haven't, I haven't seen. I'll have yeah, those, to check a little more closely. Those purple
2: hybrid ones—they always bloom yeah, first. Yep,
0: yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. I uh, have
2: okay. had a couple jonquils out of the the ground. No kidding. Yeah. Well wow. They've been there for three or four weeks.
1: I'll have to search around a little more. I haven't been looking as as hard as I should. But I don't know. There's some crocus
2: uh, is trying to.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised that the crocus isn't already up if you've got jonquils. Yeah. But, um, Camille has uh, been knocked back a little bit because of the temperatures, but they're still, depending on where they are in the landscape. I'll tell you the, if you have it, something that's become really popular in North Carolina are the uh, grasses, the ornamental grasses, and, they, I, I mean, some people like them, some people don't. I like, I like the, the winter landscape. Oh, yes. And uh, the different shades of beige and, and gray and green. And uh, the, those grasses just add so much to a landscape if they're placed properly. I know we planted some at, at church, and uh, they, they've just added the, the areas that have been planted really look great. So I, I highly recommend, and there's some, I know there's some uh, perennial varieties and annual varieties. You see a lot of annual varieties planted during the, the summer and um, a lot of different bulbs like the uh, elephant ears, but uh, the grasses, try some perennial grasses. I think you'll, you'll enjoy them year round. They'll, they'll bloom, have little plumes on them and uh, they'll add a little something to the winter landscape too. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Have you been doing anything in the landscape, Rufus, this week?
2: Yes, I have. I've been trimming out dead <laughs> limbs. I have uh, cut back some of the dead grasses that you just <laughs> mentioned uh, that have been like zebra grass. It, yeah, no, all... you,
1: you you tie them uh you I'm, tie I'm them trying up, to find you?
2: that right now. Tie them up and make a... Outdoor Christmas tree.
0: That's
1: a good idea.
2: <laughs> yeah. They, they, it, I bustled it like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I, that might get me in trouble if I it say it. Well, like bu- I don't the, think you can
1: say bustle on the station. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think you can say that So But well, they, they
2: do serve a good purpose, and I love grasses. Uh,
1: do you have any camellias
2: blooming? I certainly do. I've got this is loads of camellias blooming. In fact, I meant to bring in this morning for it to let Ann help me identify it. It's a it is, but I can
1: I can go ahead and show her right here. Oh, my, oh now my,
3: what, that what? That is a
1: pretty one. With, I don't know. Yeah. That looks similar to one that that uh, uh, we've been trying to root from yeah. my mo- uh, mother-in-law's house, and it's uh, it's kind a, of a white and white and reddish. Yeah, it's a bicolor. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: White and uh, creamish. Yes, yeah, and that red on it is. There are beautiful. several
1: varieties that kind of fit that. Yeah. Kind of look like that. I have, and I, I should should know the name of it. I have one that's similar to that, but it also will have here and there some solid red ones on it. Solid red blooms, but most most of the blooms on it are bicolored, which is kind of an added bonus I are think. they
0: are they stripy or or do they have are they just tipped like what you showed
2: they're not stripy they're they're just I've, well i've got several varieties of red and white and it's like mike says I, I the trouble is that you you identify something when you buy it you have a tag on it and after five six years it it's just, just disappears. not there it disappears <laughs> and you just don't know unless you're an expert like Ann what it is and it's, uh, by the way, here's a strange-looking fellow, Mike, that I just somehow on my – Oh, wait, looks, where did it, Where
1: was that? Looks like Mike
2: Raley at my book signing. Oh,
1: yeah. Did somebody take that? You took that from the stage, or somebody did. Uh, yeah. I, I when think... I was sitting down, because I was sitting near – I was on the second row, I guess, of uh, that big turnout for your book a couple of years ago. Which, by the way, did well over Christmas
2: for people uh, – about a seven, about seventy-five of them. I thank you because Good. that helps, of course, the Super, super Kids, kids. Yeah. Mart. It any 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 proceeds that have come from that book go to the Super Kids.
1: I, I gave uh, four. They really weren't Christmas presents, but I kind of gave them out around that that time, and you you uh, signed them.
2: Yeah, here's another Mart of those. Uh,
0: oh, that's beautiful. It's uh, pink. Let me describe it for you. It's pink and it's got uh, the the tips. Uh, it looks like almost a double a double bloom.
1: Yeah,
2: let's let's show that to Ann. She might,
1: she might know it.
0: Oh, good
3: heavens!
1: That's very very similar to the to the one. That's a little pinker, I think. Yeah, but
3: and Durned, if I can come up with the name on it right now. But that that one is a good plant. It's, it's, the,
2: the, I don't think you can beat a Professor sergeant though. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Just. It, I've got some that are dead. now they Are they solid red, or, or am I forgetting? Do they have a a yellow center?
3: They have a yellow center.
2: Well, the
1: uh, I know the um, Yuletide does. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure about the Professor Sergeant.
3: I thought the Professor Sergeant did, but
1: I... I'll, uh, I'll we'll certainly look that up because that that is certainly one of the more popular varieties of um, of camellia. If you if you wanted to start with one, I guess uh, Ann, that's a good place that's, to start.
3: That's a good that's a good one to start with. It's it's a, an old reliable, as they
1: say. No, it doesn't. It's uh it's pretty. Solid. It looks more like a carnation.
3: Yeah.
1: The, the Yuletide has the has the yellow center. Yeah. That's, yeah, about, that, that's Professor Sargent
2: there. That is beautiful. Just yeah. gorgeous.
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: Now here's another variation. And of it's, that, it's a uh, large bloom
1: too. That white white. Uh, mm-hmm pink and white but that's mostly that's mostly pink yeah, right and uh, you just never know what mother nature's yesterday and
0: now are you are you using any kind of um um i know they have a have a tendency to get like t scale are uh, oh, yes. you using any kind of oils <laughs> no, or No i've, I've never d- or, i've
2: never done a thing to a a, a comedian on the place never on on any over 35 years of living no almost 40 years of living at on Lake Wheeler Road, I've never touched an azalea. I, I mean a comedia. I've had no diseases. I've had nothing except uh, the usual drop off of leaves when it when it gets a little bit hot. Uh, it's just been amazing. That, that, that's why it's my favorite flower of all, it's the comedia. Good, that's a Lady
1: Van Sistart.
3: I like,
2: yes. I like Lady likely
0: Yes, I have that. Yeah. Yes.
1: Lady Van Sistart. Well, isn't that pretty? Yeah, that. That's uh, more of a pink and red. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're, you were talking about the stripes, Mart. That has uh, really kind of some – it's mostly pink with some red stripes on it. But my, you know,
3: the deer love them in my yard.
1: Oh. And the, there is – let's see. Oh, there's a uh, – apparently, the, I, I don't know if there are two different variations, but that's another photo of one. So mm-hmm. I guess they can, can kind of vary – that. Would, that one has less red on it, fewer red stripes, but it's. So I guess I guess you just never know what you're gonna. Well, get I would say to anybody that. out there, if you have any
2: doubt about what to plant, you can't go wrong with a camellia.
3: You really can't.
1: That's and
2: a good and as Annie always says, buy them when they're blooming, so you know what you've got. Yeah. And 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 but, there's a people always say that that there's a difference, but the difference between japonica and cycla is that cycla's bloom in the Fallen japonicas in the spring, not necessarily so. Yeah, and we've matter.
0: seen that it just with this uh, crazy weather. We've
1: yeah, yeah. No. the Sanquas have different shapes, they have smaller leaves and they're used uh, much darker small and a smaller flower. Yeah, there's a governor mouton. Yeah, governor flower. mouton. I like that, that Rufus. Gluten. Governor mouton. Oh, my goodness, Can you <laughs> see that. Oh, that's Governor Mouton. I have one of those. I didn't know what it was. Yes, and Governor Mouton is a
3: good, old-fashioned, long-living one in the garden.
1: More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 820. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition <laughs> since 1945. We're just looking up. Is a Chinese French plant the same as uh, Petlam. It's something that has been bugging Rufus for uh, weeks now. We finally looked it up. But uh, the same, same plant. Lots of lots of different varieties. But there's a var- there's a variegated Variety that uh, it's kind of snazzy looking. Everybody likes good v-
3: variety. I know that Nelson those. Cox likes good yeah.
1: variegated. Yeah. I haven't talked to her um, in in a week or so. She and her <coughs> mother were heading heading down to to pick up a vehicle of some type, and I saw it on Facebook. I guess they got back okay, and um, so we'll get Miss Nelson back on the show uh, real soon. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, that fringe, uh, the variegated fringe tree, you say has gotten pretty tall, Rufus. It certainly has. Or uh, variegated uh, loriopy.
2: or a uh, lorapetum. Lorapetum. It has gotten at least six, seven feet tall. Ooh. And growing like mad. I, ch- I clipped it down a little bit because I put it in a place where I wanted it to be about five feet. <laughs> and, uh, well, we whacked on it a little bit last year, but it has the most incredibly gorgeous leaves of variegation. Yeah. Now, I, I have different opinions about variegated leaves on everything. If, I, if I'm looking for something to really show off the blooms, I don't think variegated is the best to do that because you can't sometimes distinguish between the bloom and the gorgeous variegation. If I want to show a bloom, I, I want plain green leaves. And then if variegation, I, I just look toward the variegation for the, the beauty. So yeah, it depends I'm, on uh, if you,
1: you really need a good contrast, I think, with plants. And uh, sometimes the variegation uh, kind of— Overpowers the yeah, bloom. Yeah, over, uh, really overpowers the bloom. Yeah. So if you got a tiny little bloom— and, it could do that with uh, with Laura Pedlum with those tiny little, tiny little pink blooms. But there are some magnificent Laura pedlums uh, I, I will never forget what Irv Evans said early on in the history of this show: is never plant a Laura pedlam under your window. Never, <laughs> <laughs> never. Of course, there are varieties now that you could probably do that. But that was back in the 80s. And- that one
2: I showed you is about 20 feet tall. Yeah, uh, which was. Supposed to be a little tiny thing in the back of the house, and now it, <laughs> you could you could climb it and go up on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but well, there must be
0: good gracious! I'm I'm just looking at a list right here and see there there must be twenty different varieties just of this one. Laura Petlum, uh blush and Burgundy Blast and Crimson Fire Hillier Form. Pizzazz, is that the, that's the uh, yeah? Pizzazz, uh, yes. Plum Delight. Plum Delight.
1: Um, is, is that the the smaller dwarf—is that the dwarf variety? Uh, they,
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: there there are dwarf varieties that are variegated and or and may have maroon leaves, not variegation, but but maroon leaves and kind of fuchsia flowers. Right,
0: Rosum—that's probably Rosum. It's uh, pink flowers and maroon uh, red leaves. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So you just,
1: can uh, that Laura Pedlam has changed a, a great deal from. The green variety that uh, when it first comes out, um, let's see, that it some varieties will start green and, and turn maroon and some the other way around. And uh, gosh, if plants are so fascinating, you can do most anything with them um, and buy a plant of any color just about, so if you can't. You can't buy blue in a lot of a lot of different plants a lot of you know, with blue blooms and that's uh that's a shame for a lot day lilies and you know blue blooms and camellias nothing blue mm-hmm. so but you can find here and there I know Rufus you like blue I, I would love to have a a, a blue camellia
3: Yeah I don't think we'll get Or day lily
2: I don't think <laughs> or so day lily either, so. yeah now, now, here's a picture of, the, of the, the blue that I've showed you over the years of, of the blue ginger lily that I brought from Hawaii about 15 years ago with a little stalk of about six inches long, and lay it, I, I laid it down in a— You a, bought it at a, the airport, a, a, I guess, didn't at you? At the airport, <laughs> put it in a pot, lay it, lay it down horizontally, yeah. and every year now i got to take it in, but it's a blue ginger lily Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, the ginger yeah, lilies are, are
1: right. another plant that that if you like something a little different, it it blooms in the fall and will, will bloom into November. It, at least it did this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, most of the varieties are, are white, but uh, there, there are some other colors. There's an or- I know there's an orange one in there, Rufus. You have one of those. I,
2: I call it a ginger, but it's it's more orange
1: than it is ginger. Yeah. And uh, the one from Hawaii uh, certainly would not be able to grow outside and and survive it. It looks like you got a corn crop coming up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of neat plants. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener, Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clav and Rufus Edmonston. Mark Bumgardner is an extension agent in Orange County. Rufus has been entertaining us with some of his uh, phone photos. That's, he has some good ones. That's there. what we—that's what we live for here on the Weekend Gardener. Is a look at rufus's photos <laughs> and uh we we started with gardening and we are uh moving into other things other areas like me standing beside a rufus edmonston um Cutout, cutout yeah
0: <laughs> a full size yeah
2: me holding a chair wine yeah with, okay. a, with you, a tux. you like wine. what was
0: that what was that
1: originally there for rufus was, that that was when really had a watergate party yeah, I know it was there then, but that, is that why they created it? That you hadn't used it before?
2: No, I'd used it before at a, at a program at the City Club where I was talking about the favorite North Carolina food and drinks. Oh, okay, so
1: you were holding the chair wine for Showing that. Holding the chair wine up, yeah. yeah. Nice tux. So I had my picture taken with Rufus's... <laughs> Cut out. cut out. Well, that was a, I understand that
2: was a very fine conversation. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was very lengthy.
0: <laughs> One-sided <had> but lengthy.
1: <laughs> uh, 919-860-9783-919-860-WPTF Mark, what um, what is going on with uh, your master gardeners? What kind of well, questions are they getting?
0: That's well, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, right now we're we're not getting uh many questions at all because the uh the help desk is is actually been closed down. Oh no! Uh, yeah, we, we've uh, not been able to bring our master gardeners in because of um, because of COVID. Oh good heavens! Yeah. So uh, w- frankly, uh, a lot of questions that are coming in now is are about pruning and uh, you know how to go about. Uh, uh, taking care of the of, uh, grasses and about uh, fertilizing and uh, soil samples. Uh, right now, it's taking about uh, nine weeks to get the results back from soil samples. Oh, uh, this is a very busy time. And, and also, remember, it's free up through Thanksgiving. And so, uh, you know, the services are free. Uh, they, they actually... Uh, charge four dollars a sample from from around December 1st through March 31st because that's a busy time when all the farmers are using right. the services exactly so it's taken quite a while to get that uh, your results if you do decide to submit your samples. But again, uh, and we are we are still taking uh, soil samples uh, to the lab for people. The front of our office, the lobby, is open. If people want to stop in, get their uh, sample boxes and the submission forms, and then if they just bring it back and drop those uh, in the plastic bin in the front office, uh, will you know in the lobby where they picked up the boxes, we'll be glad to transport those to the lab.
1: Now, what, what as a homeowner should we do? I'm sure there are instructions with them. Yes. Generally, what, what should we be doing with these boxes when we get
0: home? Okay, well, well, you want to do what's called a composite sample, and a composite sample means you're taking a little bit of soil from different locations in your garden beds, uh, and then you'll mix it all together, and then you'll, you'll take that and you'll submit that, that as a sample. So there's a, a minimum fill line on the uh, sample boxes. It's a red line. And so it's minimum fill, not max fill. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people make the mistake of, of only putting a little bit of soil in there. And they actually need a, a, a little over a cup to, to, to get it to the to the max fill line.
1: Now, some of us have areas in our yard we're concerned with. So we should just include that with...
0: No, that's a great question. Um in, in areas like that, if you have a, an area that you're trying to to diagnose, uh, if you have uh, potential issues with it and you think it may be fertility or you want to actually rule out fertility, uh, that's when you would submit that sample. Now, uh, samples can also be submitted to the plant disease and insect clinic, not for fertility, but, uh, for example, if you have uh, nematodes, you think you may have a problem with uh, uh, um, nematodes, or uh, you know, you're, but you're also taking the grass sample uh, as well. It's kind of a plug, about a six inch plug, uh-huh. uh, down to about three to four inches deep. So those would be
1: used. How to- would you know if you have a nematode problem?
0: Well, that's a that's a real good question. Um, it's kind of a, a you kind of rule things out. Uh, first of all, you look at soil fertility, uh, but you can also submit a sample to the plant the uh, the agro- agronomy lab uh, for nematodes that, that actually look for those those little guys.
1: Is that something we, we, we would also bring to the extension service for submission? We would we... yes,
0: uh, and but but those are a little bit uh, now. Remember, a nematode is like a is a, is a small worm basically. Yeah, and that uh, it, not really an insect, but uh, that that worm it's it, it's kind of time-sensitive. Uh, you've got to treat that uh, that soil with uh, so that, that you don't kill them because they can't identify it if, it, if they're not moving. And so uh, you just need to coordinate with us before you take the sample to make sure that we're going to be there to be able to get it to the lab for you in a timely manner um, and, and give you a little bit more instructions on how to take those uh, samples. But those are also available. We have nematode uh, sample kits available, uh, but, again, those are on case-by-case case, uh Hmm. To get those. Well, t-
2: I hate to show my ignorance, but I always thought that a nematode was some kind of a fungus. No, no, no it's, it's not.
1: It's a it's a worm, and, a, and you need you oh actually need a microscope. Absolutely. That's why you need a moving. Yeah, that's well, right. You know well, I
0: kept looking for little nodules. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, a symptom. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a, they could actually be a root knot nematode, where where they actually pierce into it into the root yeah. itself, and then the root itself kind of kind of grows around it, uh, uh, makes a little nodule like you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Rufus,
1: do you have anything else? Does the gentleman from Watauga County have anything else no, to say about here, nematodes? I'm, I'm sitting
2: here astounded that <laughs> I'm supposed to be so- a little bit about gardening and not not thinking all along that it was uh, uh, some kind of a disease of the, of the plant.
1: Well, you, you like I, have come to grips with your limitations. and. <laughs> Yes, one of the
2: best things in life is to know your limitations. (laughs) Some people never, never. Some people never
1: admit it. Yeah. But uh, there are plenty of things. But I learn something every time we have a show. And uh, what about the going back to the soil sample? What is the uh, depth? Okay. How deep should you? It,
0: It depends on what you're what you're actually sampling for. Okay. And the reason I say that, you think about it. If you're if you're wanting to to figure out the fertility of your of your lawn you're only wanting to go down into the root zone so about about four inches yeah uh, and if you're if you're in the garden where you're going to have root crops such as uh, carrots and turnips and deep-rooted uh, you know you're going to go about to eight inches uh, and and again you're taking a, a core sample you're going to do a composite over multiple areas um, if you have one bed for example if you're your lawn area would be sampled would be a different sample than say your shrubbery. Um, you have different pH requirements that are needed for, for example, in blueberries. Uh, you know azaleas they they like more acid soil. Certainly so more it, than your lawn would. Absolutely. And so you 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 want to separate those samples. Uh, they would be different samples. Um, and um, what I like to do is is uh, I go go on Google Earth and. Take a an overhead, like a satellite shot of my my home, and then I, I mark an area and um, section those areas off where I and and put okay sample one, sample two, uh, or I'll name it, and then whenever I submit my sample and I get the sample back, I'm able to match that with my image that I took uh, to so that I know what the results were, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of services that that uh, the the agronomy lab offers as well as uh, the plant disease and insect clinic at the university.
2: well I'll say that nematodes are nasty looking little booger. They are. They, they, yeah.
1: They they <laughs> are. Oh, yeah, and man. and there are nematologists yeah. at NC State. I mean that's a whole different field. Lots
0: yeah.
1: of Now, why do they want to burn those things?
0: Well, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny because you, you you look at a at a plant and say, hmm, it's just. It's just failure, you know, just failure to, to thrive and what in the world is going on with it. So you go in and you do a soil sample and you say, well, okay, the fertility is okay. It may be a little bit low, but does that really explain it? And then as you begin looking deeper and deeper, uh, trying to figure out, diagnose the uh, plants, you say, well, okay, well, let's submit a, a sample for nematodes. And, yeah. and and you find out that, oh, wow, okay, there, there now there are some nematodes that are... Um, that, that won't that are that are good nematodes and then there are some nematodes that are bad nematodes so uh, when you get your results back they' actually tell you uh, your your nematode count uh, and types of nematodes because they're, they're only looking at a very very small area when they when they uh, analyze them
1: I don't know if anybody's ever said that on this show that there are good nematodes yeah. and bad nematodes yeah. so how do there's I,
0: some that, that basically won't affect your you're, yeah. you're planning uh-huh. and so uh those nematodes themselves actually are um uh as part of the results they the, and they tell you what your nematode load is and so the homeowner it's very uh it's not a lot you can do about them i mean you can yeah, I was about
1: to say you wouldn't it'd be hard to differentiate uh right with okay. a chemical Right, you you know most what you would kill
0: for for a homeowner, you're not going to have something that uh, you need to to fumigate or something like that to, yeah. to kill them. Uh-huh. Um, but what you can do is you can you can you know there there's some mitigation things you can do out there. There are some plants that they they recommend that you that may have an effect on them, like the mustards and stuff that would. Uh, have a, a, a aleopathic uh, properties that
1: uh, so you could grow some mustard greens. You may be able to grow some greens <laughs> instead of grass. Yeah. Want some mustard yeah. greens?
0: <laughs> well, the
2: good nematodes sound sort of like an earthworm. Right, they can aerate <laughs> well, the soil. Well, these are
0: these are nematodes are much much smaller than than uh, what you're thinking of an earthworm. Yeah, they're I mean, microscopic. These are microscopic, absolutely.
1: So is it so? There's nothing the homeowner can do. Now, we've we've always heard that you could put out black plastic or something and solarize you know, yeah yeah you, you can't do I mean, anything
0: but i don't know how effective that is i yeah. really really don't
1: it depends on how deep i i suppose yes
0: that's right and and they they do move they can move in the soil but they don't move a lot so you may have an area uh that ha- has nematodes and, uh-huh. and and another area that's that's just four feet away that don't have anything all right
1: All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF, 919-860-9783. It's 847. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're Back on WPTF at 8:51, Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Mark Baumgardner is with us, and uh, luckily the snow is not this morning. That, uh, that thank didn't, heavens this happened for us. <laughs> and I know they got a few, uh, got some flakes up north, and uh, boy, the the mountains got slammed. So the the uh, folks who like to ski, <laughs> hopefully they're in place. But uh, that's great for for them and great for us because we didn't have any. If you did, if you like snow, I'm, I know you're disappointed this morning, but uh, that's okay. Uh, it was nice to be able to get to work this morning <laughs> since was. I have to do that. Yep, had and to
0: chip off the, a little bit of uh, frozen rain on the uh, yeah. windshield though, and I have yeah. to worry
1: about uh, my guests and so forth and people like Rufus and that, a, a state treasurer <laughs> like Rufus Edmundston, I don't want him going out on. Mornings like this, if if it's uh, icy or something, even though he's a mountain boy, but so I, ha- I have to be concerned about a lot of things.
0: Can you drive in the snow, Rufus? I have, I he could can drive, drive the snow when
1: I was at years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: now nobody can drive in ice, so that's right. Now don't, they're, don't they're, let them tell you that.
1: There, I don't know what the temperature. I haven't checked the temperature uh, right now, but I, if it, I think it's probably gotten above freezing, there was a small window really. Couple of hours where we really had to worry about the temperature being low enough to cause some black ice. But certainly, you want to be careful on on overpasses and uh, any place you see um, a puddle or something. Although I didn't see any frozen puddles this morning, but you, you ran into yeah, I did. Black uh, there was ice.
0: there was a little bit of black ice on the roads uh, over over where I live. Okay, uh, there's this new construction site going on, and yeah. there's a lot of standing water, so they had some little bit of freezing.
1: Yeah, I didn't see anything this morning. But uh c- continue. You you had something else to say oh, about I was, the we nematodes. Were, yeah we
0: were talking about nematodes and uh I, I just uh, pulled up and, and again they're a round worm, it's not it's not like a segmented earthworm. Um but uh I, we were talking about the number uh there's eighty thousand different species of nematodes. Eighty thousand <laughs> and uh, that's why they're nematologists. <laughs> yeah, they so said, oh, oh, we, we glad can, that we need a specialist here. <laughs> here. <laughs> microscopic, that's right. And so there's but there's only about uh, 2500 that are actually parasitic. Um and so uh they do there are some the, the benefits to your garden is it's all about soil health. I mean they eat uh, bacteria and you know harmful bacterias and yeah. uh, they can eat insects and uh, fungi that are that are in larva insects and stuff like that. So uh, it's all about uh, soil health. Uh, I did have a client who came in um, who was complaining about uh, his tomatoes. He said, uh, uh, "I've got these. You, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's alive." <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the the root structure of this of his plant. I said, "Just bring the whole thing in. We'll get it to the lab and figure out what's going on." He brought it in, and there wasn't one one small area of that root. That wasn't covered with nematodes. Oh, I wow. mean, it, it looked like uh, if you've ever seen um, these nodules on like clover that that actually fix—they're uh, uh, they're a legume and they actually fix nitrogen out mm-hmm. of the, out of the atmosphere and out of the soil, and that's what it looked like. I mean, it was it was nodules everywhere. Mm. Um, so his his tomato plant was definitely suffering. Uh, it, it also had a uh, uh, those nematodes as they create a a canker as they. As they break in, any kind of soil-borne uh, fung- uh, fungus or whatever uh, can pathogens can actually enter into the, the root structure mm. through those uh, those those fissures or those breaks in the, the root structure.
1: Very good.
2: So, Mark, what you're telling us in a roundabout way and overall, maybe like a, a weather person, is that it might be that you can't do anything about nematodes.
0: <laughs> pretty much, that's right. Pretty much can't do that's anything, but right. can't do anything but, uh, about the weather. It, it, if you know you have them, then uh, you can plan accordingly. Yeah, let's talk to just Rick, like the weather.
1: Talk to Rich and Carrie. Rich, good morning. You're on WPTF.
0: Good morning. How are you guys doing?
1: Great. You didn't have? Do did you see any snow at all uh, in uh, in Carrie falling last night? Or
3: we actually did. We had oh good. Like falling late last night, but nothing accumulated.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was. I was not disappointed, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to watch it fall as long as it doesn't stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I grew up in Western New York, and I don't miss snow at all. I, I bet didn't. you do
1: not. <laughs> How can we help you this morning?
3: Well, um I've been this is my twelfth year of gardening and raised beds. I got uh, six four by eight beds that are about eighteen inches high. And uh, a couple years ago, I was reading about all the arguments on whether or not to till your bed or not. So the past two years, I have not used my, I got a little eight inch tiller. I haven't tilled my beds. I gotta be honest with you. I've seen no difference between tilling the beds and not tilling the beds as far as production in the bed. So I was wondering what you guys thought.
1: Well, you don't want things to, you don't want the soil to be compacted. Uh, of course it is in a it's not in the ground, so it's not going to.
0: Are you are you turning it in any form or fashion, like uh, using a broad fork to, to to get some air in there? Uh, no. Okay, For well that all I've done. You know, just like a,
1: a compost pile, right?
0: Exactly. You, you would... have to turn it a little. Well, you have to not really stir it up, but it has to have air, good right. air in in the soil,
1: good air circulation.
0: So, like using not necessarily turning it, but to, to just to to take a, a, a fork and and push it down in it and move it back and forth a little bit just to loosen it up um and you know i'm sure you've you've been amending it with probably uh, compost uh, over the years um and, compost. yes absolutely and it and it that that in itself uh, uh it, it helps uh, refer you know revitalize it basically. You're yeah, you're adding mixed, more crazy. Kind
1: of like the cream potatoes and gravy, Rich. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> so, but, well
3: I know I, I've we get hundreds of pounds of, of produce every year. We can never eat it all. We give it away. We freeze it and uh it's just so relaxing
1: dealing
0: with it. Um well you sound like you're a
1: really good gardener. That's
0: right. It's it's all about the uh, soil the the soil structure and yeah. uh, you know fertility and sounds like you're doing it all right. So you know don't change if it's if it ain't broken don't fix it.
2: Yeah. Uh, how are your yeah. tomatoes doing rich? Oh.
3: Rufus you would love my Cherokee
2: Purple. Oh my goodness. He certainly <laughs> would. Right now as a matter of fact they would excited. go well with his nabs. Yeah. Boy. <laughs>
1: Come on okay. up, Rich, and have a nab with us this morning. <laughs> 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 uh, well, so well,
3: thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: So you're growing a, you're growing a lot of different vegetables, huh?
3: Um, pretty much the same types. I do uh, you know four or five different tomatoes. Uh, four or five. Well, no, a couple peppers, cucumbers. Uh, do some uh, a lot of basil, oregano. Uh, a lot of squash. I, I grow a um, a Mediterranean squash called Magda, uh-huh. which I think is the best green squash out there. It's it's a thin skin cream <sighs> squash. It's it's wonderful.
1: Oh, wow. well, I'm uh, so glad you called this um, morning. Yeah, can you, can you I can I just ask? Got about thirty seconds.
0: Okay, just a quick question. Have you soil sampled your uh, your beds? <laughs> I haven't. Okay, like, well, I, I would be, I'd yeah, recommend. Yeah, I would I, do that. Wait till you know, wait till it goes back to free. But I'd test your bed, just see where your fertility is. Um, don't change it. Sounds like you're doing a great job. Yeah, it's yeah, good, I, but it could
1: always be better.
0: The
3: only thing that ever goes into my garden is stuff in my yard, and I don't. I have the best looking weeds in the neighborhood. Okay?
1: I you um, <laughs> go. Me too. <laughs>
3: Nothing.
1: Rich, thank you, buddy. Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year. Thank you.
1: Bye. Right. More of the weekend gardener coming up.